Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. This is our, I guess, Thanksgiving special. Uh, thank you guys yeah, so right? much for joining us. Uh, joining me through Discord, as always, is the, uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, the partner I am very thankful to have. It is Joshua Gangsta Time. Go! It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up? What up, yo? What up, Chris? What up, Brian? What up, everybody listening? Yeah, hello. Like Chris said, right? Thanksgiving special. Yeah, yeah. Got a nice, got a, got a nice little appetizer for y'all. Yeah, yeah. The eve of a wonderful uh, holiday. Yeah. Also joining us, missed us on Friday when we were talking about the manga for part two of episode 85, but he is here today to join us in talking about comic books. Uh, it is my brother. It is the Edgelord. Uh, big, uh, damn it, Edgelord. Big news, Brian. It's been What's so up, long. nerds? It's been so long, I almost forgot how to introduce you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And here I thought I was unforgettable. Mm. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you skip episode and, you know what I'm saying, you lose a little, you lose a few points. Yeah. Yeah. On my personal, bank. you lost a gold star on my personal gold stars board, so... You're gonna earn it this episode. Um, we have uh, we have a pretty solid show. We have uh, some stuff to talk about. The end of Ten of Swords is upon us, so we got that. Uh, a couple other things, uh, but let's get into plugs really quick. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram. We're gonna leave it at that. Oh yeah, and Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at b.esp on Instagram and Twitter. And whenever I decide to stream, which is a very rare occurrence, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. All right. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, join us on the Twitter especially because every week we do a audience poll for the really good chapter of the week in terms of manga. Um, so the next one will be the Sunday when the manga comes out. And uh, we'll reveal the results on the recording of the show, which is usually Thursdays or so. Uh, if you want to talk to us, uh, questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to chat to us about, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. Or you can hit up the comment section of the video you're watching. And speaking of video, we have a backlog of over several... I mean, we're almost, we're almost at 90 episodes here of a uh, backlog of audio stuff that we lost the video versions to in our last YouTube stuff. So go back and listen to those. Uh, it's available iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. And if you're listening to the podcast version, um, please hit us up on YouTube. The link will be in your description of every podcast. It'll be a clickable link because technology has advanced. Uh, wait, wait a second, Chris. You, you can't be saying that we have so much incredible content for people to watch. Yeah. That's that's actually impossible. We have so much content that Shueisha itself had to stop us from creating. <laughs> but uh, You could probably literally listen to us for a full day straight. Yeah. I mean, more than <laughs> that. Easy, right? We have over like, yeah. we, have, we have to have like maybe a hundred or so hours of content. So, yeah. Yeah, we get you through a flight, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you're going to New, New Zealand, if, you, if you're going to New Zealand, we got you both times over. Um, but uh, in any case, also the audio versions of the podcast do come out first. So, you know, if you want to do that, get on that. That would be the first. That would be the easiest way to get the episodes uh, before they go up on YouTube. 
but you know that's all about that i guess with all the plugs uh thank you guys so much and then without further ado it is time to randomize he said is this ice <laughs> dickhead is it cold daredevil oh snap that's what i had out <laughs> nice he predicted yeah. it um this yeah. is daredevil number 24 truth slash dare now part four uh last we left off daredevil is going to trial um he is facing the the music for uh, the involuntary manslaughter that he did on some guy, on a criminal he was stopping, um, and Foggy has uh, enlisted Kirsten McDuffie, his old uh, love interest from like two runs ago, to help out in this in this endeavor. But she doesn't remember who she is, uh, as apparently Matt Murdock's identity has been wiped out by the Purple Children. Uh, so in order to combat this so he can be Daredevil and uh, she can talk to Matt Murdock at the same time, we've, we learned that apparently Faki has also enlisted the help of Matt Murdock's twin brother, Mike Murdock. Um, News to me. Man. Yep. <laughs> same. Uh, apparently his existence was revealed in the Daredevil annual. Uh, and man, I usually don't pick up annual <sighs> issues because DC has taught me better than that, but... I guess I got to be more careful sometimes because honestly, not having annuals to thing has kind of burned me in the past. But, you know, as long as it was explained and it's not like out of nowhere, it's just like my Matt has a brother and apparently his brother's a criminal of some sort or at least a con artist. I don't know. I have sure. not read the annual, but, uh, you know, very convenient, uh, <laughs> very convenient twin brother who can take the place of him, uh, I'll say this. I mean, you know, in terms of that, I feel like uh, Zdarsky, the writer for this series, has earned enough credit where I can let one ass pull slide. That's how I felt. <laughs> I was, only I, one. I wasn't going to let that rain on, on this. <laughs> He's been stellar so far. I'm not going to be on his ass. Unless this is a thing that we just didn't know and the annual just kind of reminded us about. Otherwise, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, in any case... Foggy and Daredevil are on the rooftop talking about, like, why did you enlist my brother in this? And he's and Foggy's like, because you're all nobody knows who you are, and you still insist on doing Daredevil shit. So you can't be two places at once. Uh, we need to get your brother involved so you can be in two places at once. And uh, Daredevil just proves his point by saying, "Man, fuck you, Foggy," and then ter- goes back into Daredevil mode and jumps off of a building. Um. Meanwhile, uh. And when we get a shot of Wilson Fisk in his shower, and uh, he's just taking a shower <laughs> yeah, and talking to Wesley, which implies that Wesley just hangs out in the bathroom while he showers. He's always by his side, man. <laughs> always. That's his ace. I'll tell you this: like, he's he, while he's dictating orders to Wesley, um, mm-hmm. Typhoid Mary falls through, comes through, and is like, "We should talk, Wilson." And Kingpin's like, "If you hurt Wesley," and. <laughs> If you hurt one hair on Wesley's head. And I'm like, that's the first time I've actually seen Wilson really care about anyone outside of his family. Yeah, right. I, I, I this some stakes was was uh some risen there. If you see I've seen him threaten him a few times. Well, I remember the time he said uh he was like, Thank you for correcting me. But if you do that again, I'll, I'll choke <laughs> you out or something like that. Like he made it he didn't like he he didn't make a riddle about him killing him yeah he let him know just in an artful him. and poetic fashion 
I will murder you. As Wilson Fisk usually does. <laughs> you I know mean, what's I feel funny? like what? What Bray? Uh Wilson Fisk is kinda like Frankie, but in a different way where it's like his his back is fucking ripped and shredded, and then his front is like a fucking beer belly, <laughs> like, beer yeah, belly like Kate Coda ass fucking American man. That's the ocean of chi, like Uncle Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. reverse Frankie. Um, it's funny. I like to think that like he's just he doesn't really ever mean it when he's threatening Wesley. It's like Captain Hook to Smee, where we just talk shit to Smee. That's a Smee mm-hmm. dog. But uh, Typhoid Mary pulls up to his bathroom and is like, we should be teaming up more and stuff. Uh, I know that you're going to the trial. And first of all, I got to say that Wilson Fisk, one of his orders is like, we need to go hard on this trial. Like he's like, even if Daredevil wins, we need to just like make sure that he is not welcome in Hell's Kitchen and shit. But, he's uh, on plan B, C, D, <laughs> yeah. E. I respect it. <laughs> like, um, I know these heroes and these guys, they always get away with shit. Not in my city. Only I will get away with shit here. <laughs> uh, basically, Barry uh, brings up the point. is like, you're going to be there, but also all these other superheroes are going to be there, too. So, you know, they're all your enemies. You should have a bodyguard. And he's like, I already have bodyguards. And she's like, I took them all out. So, you know, not anymore. You don't. Toss this guy's limp body on his bathroom floor. Juno <laughs> costs so much money. <laughs> You know, he's got a lot of real estate stuff with Nikki and uh, (laughs) a square foot for that tile. Boy. Yeah, you know, like he's got heater. He's got like floor heaters in there, too. That's super expensive. There's no way Wilson Fist doesn't. Absolutely. Wow. Have you ever thought about how much work villains have to put into being like doing this petty shit? Like they, they build up like she had to drag this dude's dead body. Put it in a specific spot in the bathroom to get to this point where she would then throw it down. Like, you could just say, hey, I killed all your fucking guys. Nah, dude. Nah, she yeah, had to go extra to and bring the whole ass body there. Nah, dude. That's yeah. just, they gotta That's be Darcy's way of letting us know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's a big deal. She's <laughs> bad about it. Yeah, she's bad about it. Fisk got to respect that. I mean, what, what, what else was she supposed to do to get Fisk's attention, right? Yeah, she can't just say that I beat up your bodyguard. She's like, here's your bodyguard's limp body on your nice linoleum tiles so <laughs> um meanwhile back at the daredevil's apartment uh he's he's thinking about like damn it he's got mike involved you know and we're all supposed to be like damn he got mike involved but <laughs> like, all right all right he's you, you get credit it. though get i'm not gonna rag, rag on you too much i kind of wish it was um it, it the name was way more basic like it, it's Mike, and that is basic. But I wish it was like something like Steve or nah, or Jerry, just to really, yeah, really it, hammer it home. It has to be Mike for alliteration purposes, you know. Mike Murdoch and Matt Murdoch. Mike and uh, Matt Murdoch. You know? I see. Yeah. What about Bill? Bill. Bill Burdock. Bill Murdoch. Bill Murdoch. Yeah. See, that's why. Murdoch. That's exactly that's so why. <laughs> Bill Burdock. <laughs> Bill Burdock. Just, just Bill Burr, but as Daredevil. <laughs> Oh my anyway. god! Yeah. Okay, so he like picks up the phone and he calls Tony Stark and he's like, "Hey, Tony, you still gonna buy in his underwear?" <laughs> yeah, in his underwear. He's apparently Daredevil wears tidy whities. Uh, he's just like calls Tony Stark. He's like, "Hey, you still planning on buying my neighborhood?" And Tony's like, "Yeah." 
Don't worry, I'm in. Like, yes, Matt. You, <laughs> yeah. you already took me down about this. <laughs> yes, Thirst Bucket. I'm buying your neighborhood. And um, Daredevil's like... a real superhero. Yeah. This time. Yeah, he's like, cool. All right, later. And then uh, that's when he uh, links up with uh, the this other... I think this is the district attorney guy. Where he's talking about... Uh, he goes as Daredevil, rep, uh, as Matt Murdock, representing daredevil and he i guess goes up to him so oh no no this isn't him i got fooled by mike murdoch it's actually mike going mm. as matt <laughs> sorry and uh yeah that's his twin brother dude i'm Come sorry on. can't, a new can't thing tell the me. difference is <laughs> no thing. no i can't yeah he goes up and i got he, fooled he essentially like goes down and he makes a deal for like a plea deal for daredevil when he, like that's why he's going there for uh as Matt. Uh he goes down and meets up with Kirsten McDuffie and they have like he tries to flirt with her and it's like, dude, that's your brother's girl. You know, like you can't do that. I uh, guess it has been uh you know, stated that he's a piece of shit dirt yeah, he's a scumbag. Yeah. But yeah, she's not having it, so she just walks away. And uh as he's walking, we meet up with uh he runs into Daredevil who mm. he also Mike doesn't know who Daredevil is. So he's under the, he's there under the pretenses that Matt is in rehab and that is why he cannot work this case. By the way, in case I haven't mentioned it before. Um so he doesn't know he's Daredevil and he confronts him. And Daredevil's just on his case just like you better not be having some bad intentions doing this and he's like I'm just filling in for my crackhead brother. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's yeah, my pill popping bro. And I was like, damn, for real, Jesus, is that the case? Is that is that so? Can he not recognize Matt's voice? Matt, I I imagine Matt does like a Batman esque thing where he just makes his voice yeah different. right. No. Yeah, but I think I would recognize your voice if you like even tried to do some Shut weird up, stupid voice. Shut up, but Brian. he's a scumbag piece of shit, so he probably doesn't even care about. I know about his yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? He just now came into the picture out of through years and years of serialization. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is he uh, is he a lawyer too? No, he's authors. not. He's just some he kind of weird criminal. Back when no one really know of him or care. Yeah, he just looks like Matt, so he can pretend to be a lawyer on his behalf. Um, yeah, super convenient. Yeah. All right, hey, yeah, anyway. let it go. Hey, let it let go. Let it go. Let it go. Hey, hey, let down. <laughs> we gotta stop. <laughs> We told him we'd give him credit. All right, so <laughs> he says, "Don't do anything shitty and get away from my girl," you know. And then he runs away. Um, and uh, he calls up Tony one more time, and Tony lo- was outbid. Uh, it he had the means to like continue to bid, but for whatever reasons, his entire computer system was crashed, and he couldn't uh, allocate the funds in order to uh, outbid him. So. You know, Daredevil's like, no, the strong winds got to it already. Fuck. Hung I, up on Tony mid-sentence. Yeah, which is rude. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, for, to, just to be straight with y'all, like, before I read the text bubble next to it, in my mind, I thought, oh, he's like, he's probably thinking, nah, bro, that's Cap, son. Tony Stark, somebody blew out your computers and outbid more money than you. I mean, obviously, I I had to take a moment to yeah. to understand what he said, but... I did have that thought for a moment, and then he kept talking. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's not mad at Tony. He's yeah. just tight. He's like, fuck! <laughs> I can't go to jail anymore! <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's he's really vexed about it. The next morning, he's uh he walks out full suit, but also his daredevil mask. <laughs> because, pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Pretty sweet. pretty clean. Pretty cool. Quite clean. When's the last when, when, when's the last time you saw him like that? Yeah. Superheroes yeah. should do that more. <laughs> just wear suits. Moon Knight has yeah, like, just wear suits. One of Moon Knight's uh, iterations, he's wearing a suit and tie, just like all white. It's clean as hell. Um. But in any case, he arrives uh, and he tells he tells uh, Kirsten because she's in the car with him. He's like, "I, well, I thought I had to go to jail, but something happened and I can't go to jail anymore because I have to stay out here and fight the strong winds." Um, and, she, and Kirsten's cool with it because she's always been the supportive uh, character in in Matt's life. So she's like, "I mean, you know, I'm glad you're not you're not going to jail. So that's pretty good." Uh, Tony walks in, uh, not Tony, uh, Daredevil walks in, and he is, we see Captain America's there, Luke Cage and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, and Elektra's there, too. Um, it's a big deal when Cap's there, you know? Like, he's like a premier Avenger. He wouldn't show up to, like, I don't know, some rando superheroes <laughs> court trial. Yeah. Some randos. <laughs> some rando. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Captain America's got shit to do, you know? He got... Defrosted from ice, he has to catch up on a lot of shows. Like, I mean, last I left off with Captain America's book, he was a he was a fugitive. So, I don't know. Maybe that's changed. <laughs> that was a while ago. I had to pick up that, that like book. Like two years ago. Yeah, I had to pick up that book. <laughs> it was no fairness. Tana Hoax is doing a good job with Cap. Um, Ma- Typhoid Mary and Wilson Fisk walks in, uh, and you know they're about to do, they're about to start the trial, and Electra whispers. Very softly, oh, so only Matt can really hear her. And he's she's she reveals that she's the one who bought Hell's Kitchen out from Tony. She has money like yeah. that. Well, yeah, when they stole the yeah. money from the Strongman. Yeah, earlier in the run, uh, Daredevil helped her steal billions of dollars from the Strongwinds. Unbeknownst to him, it went all just to her account. She wasn't th- he wasn't thrilled about it at the time, but I'm sure he's super grateful now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she said. He's like, "Oh my god!" Like oh. seeing the facial, the art's done so well. Yeah, he's like, "Oh but Jesus!" The point, he's like this. He's in a little tear on his yeah. mask. I'm like, "Why didn't you call me? You show up on rooftops to talk to me about other dumb shit. Why didn't you just tell me?" <laughs> you gotta let me know, giving the guy a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with that, Daredevil is now resolved. And um, it, is, it turns out he decides to take the plea deal and go to prison for real, for real. And mm. that's where the issue ends. Um, but? I'm interested. I liked it. Um, okay. I'm interested. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. VGI for me. Hmm. I'm assuming that... Certified VGI. <laughs> I assume that Daredevil is just going to be fucking people up in prison. I mean, he's got to. Try to punk him. Because everybody's going to try to do the same to him. So. He's going to break everyone's jaw. Yeah. He's going to. Has there ever been like a superhero show that like took place in prison? Not to my like, knowledge. With a superhero in there? I mean, I, I think that would be cool if there was like a, if, if like the Netflix. Well, I know there's never going to be a Daredevil Netflix season again, sadly. But like it would have been cool if like there was a season where Daredevil was in prison 
and he was like, you know, trying to survive. I mean, I'm excited shit. to I see th- it happen in the comics. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this Daredevil run just continues. It's the, one of the more consistently awesome books on the stands, and it's very low key. Nobody talks about it. Uh, it's very good. Um, you had thoughts? I really about? like. I really like that he took the the plea deal and uh, and um, and pleaded guilty. I think I think a, I think a really good point was made, especially with the other heroes being in the courtroom. You know, they was looking concerned and stuff, but he had to prove a point. Like, yo, I'm not gonna try to fight this case. I know what I did. I killed somebody, and that shit is wrong. And I'm gonna do the time for, mm-hmm. you know, I negotiated something so that they didn't try to put it as murder or, you know, me going to jail forever or some stupid obscene, obnoxious situation. But I think it's to set the tone for other superheroes too. Yeah, it was important. So, so they don't think like, oh, I could slip and then fight the case if I if I work hard enough. No, like you as a hero, you gotta own up to that when For it happens. Sure. Uh, and again, it's uh, not like oh, exp- debris, people getting killed by debris in a in a massive fight. You know, it's you killing someone because mm-hmm. he was reckless. Right. By by the way, uh, is there a reason why like like is, is there a reason why there's they decided to have Electra get it instead of Tony. Like, is it because Electra is a daredevil character or is it just, um, I was going to say that I think it's, I think it's probably going to play into something later on. I mean, this, this run is absolutely because um, first of all, the showman's already know they got robbed and now this brand new buyer out of nowhere, all of a sudden comes and buys up a whole bunch of blocks. They were planning on getting. Mm-hmm. There's one thing if Tony does it, because then he's like, "What? What y'all gonna do about it? Are you gonna beam your whole <laughs> your whole situation, right? <laughs> what are you gonna do to Tony Stock, bro? Yeah, yeah. Back to the computers a, for like thirty minutes. Well, for a second, like when I was reading this, I was like, "Oh, are they gonna cop out of the Matt Murdock goes to jail storyline?" But mm-hmm. uh, it was cool. It was like a good loop. I thought I thought they were gonna like he's gotta stay out of jail, he's gonna escape, he's just gonna be on the run. But I'm glad they're committing mm. to this story. Um I mean he's not in jail yet, so I hope they do commit to this story. Um it's very interesting and it's uh it's a cool like moral take on it's very morally consistent with Daredevil that he would try to like uh become the example for other superheroes. As a lawyer, too, like I think that's like something yeah. that's a very lawyer characteristic. It's just like, yeah, we work, we have this privilege where we work outside the law, but we we can't go too far outside, you know. And when we do, yeah. there has to be a consequence to that. So people are still accountable for their crimes, right? It's sick as fuck. <laughs> Big fan, but um, maybe- it's also interesting that he's being tried as his superhero identity and not actually him you know yeah they had to really uh lawyer that up (laughs) they really had to fight for that because they wanted to try him as who he was so that's wild because matt murdoch doesn't have a he has a clean record but daredevil is well the thing is like the reason they let him do it is because like if he goes to prison then like as matt murdoch then that means everything that he's done like is undone like all the criminals that he's put away are free because they were put under the pretense of like vigilantism or stuff like their cases are no longer really valid. Uh-huh. so that's why that's the logic that they put them through you know but um yeah. anyway that was daredevil very cool pick it up as always you guys are ready to move on yeah sir. all right it is time to randomize hmm. 
the Ten of Swords books. Um, he's, uh, we are here. This is the end. <laughs> um, we have three of the final uh, parts of the story. We're going to start with X-Men number 15, uh, part 20 of 22. Uh, last we left off, Apocalypse and Annihilation were going to face off in the final battle of the contest. Whatever. No bullshit. Straight up. Yeah, they were going to fight. It's not some weird, I don't know, hot dog eating competition. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, laser tag or some. <laughs> <dumb shit. laughs> um, we cut over to Krakoa. Cyclops is just looking at the mountains. And um, Jean Grey shows up. He's like, are you? Are they ready? And she's like, yeah. And they talk about some stuff for a while. And it's like, man, we had everything we ever dreamed of. So, you know, it's time for us to fucking fight for it, I guess. Uh, and it turns out that uh, they have assembled a meeting with the Quiet Council, uh, the ruling governing body of the Krakoan nation. Mm. And uh, that's when we cut back over to the other world where uh, Apocalypse and... Uh, and Annihilation are about to square off. I, I figured that you would enjoy this little uh, pe- couple panels where um where Apocalypse is being real sa- sad. <laughs> Just being a sad boy. <laughs> if I am to he die. sadder and sadder every chapter. Where he goes, I mean, issue. He goes, if I am to die. <laughs> if I am to die and die at your hand, is it really to be like this? With your face hidden from me behind that mask? And Annihilation <laughs> just goes, yes. But... Uh, <laughs> But she's like, but, uh, no. <laughs> no, don't worry. She just takes it off and she's like, nah, it's just going to be me and you. I'm going to show you how how uh, soft you are compared to me who is not soft. Um, and we cut over to the Quiet yeah. Council where uh, basically they're explaining their case from what they learned from Cable about what's going on on the other side. Uh, they're basically saying like, yo, we don't know for sure, but from what I got from Cable, they're losing pretty badly and because of the rules we agreed upon, uh, that just means we have to take their fucking invasion when they lose. So, you know, we should do something about that. <laughs> and everybody's like, I don't know about that. You know, uh, Cyclops essentially wants to lead a strike team into the other world and uh, just take their people and bounce and destroy the gates. Uh, and everybody's like, uh, the, the, this is like a debating of the case where they're just like, I mean, we don't want to lose people either, but we're going to lose more people if we let you just take a whole ton of people into Otherworld, because if they die there, then there's no really coming back. Um, yeah. And they pass a bunch of no- motions like amongst themselves, like Sinister and um, and this other dude, I keep forgetting his name. Exodus. Exodus. Uh, they're basically like... Ooh. Exodus brought up some good points. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, they're saying... All right. Like you, like like you said, with Cyclops, right? They he wants to go and get the mutants, and save them. Exodus is like, look, like that's a threat because, like, that's a threat to our security. Because what if you don't come back? What if you, what if you guys die? Right? Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to wait and keep these o- gates open only for only for the the the, ar- the massive army of Amethyst to invade Krakow and destroy us all? Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, so. Like, there was right, yeah. There was two votes that was passed, right? The yeah, first vote was that if any about of the about quiet, the gates. Yeah, the well, right? actually, I think the first vote was about like if any of the Quiet Council decides to go, then they give up their seat. Uh, to the quiet Council. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a huge detail. Yeah. Now, 
Is Cyclops and Jean Grey both on the council? Mm, no, I think just Jean is. Uh, Cyclops is just like a military captain. Right? Mm, yeah, he's a captain like magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jean Grey is and Apocalypse is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everybody. And Kurt wants to go. Nightcrawler, my boy. Yeah, and he's like, I felt the way I wasn't included yeah, in that. I, yeah, my whole thing's is swords. I'm a swordsman. Uh, my, just, I was thinking in my head, bro, you ain't miss a motherfucking thing. Believe that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> they didn't even use swords. Uh, Your ass would have been playing ping the tail on a donkey or some <laughs> wild shit. Or solitaire. I don't know, man. Like, I, Obviously, <laughs> I still have an attitude about that. <laughs> Magical so solitaire. <laughs> about the magical competition but you know so but yeah as josh said exodus brings up the point is like yo we should just we're, we're not gonna we're gonna take more losses if we bring you there like because we got to leave the gates open and if you guys don't come back we'll never know if they're coming to us so i i think we should just destroy these gates and uh cyclops is like you could do that if you want i'm gonna get my kid uh basically that's <laughs> what it boiled down to there's a lot of nice language there that i don't you know, I don't want to spend too much time going over, but it came down to the, and there was actually some text uh, after this too. There's a text page that talked about this little subject, but yeah, Psychos is basically saying, listen, at the end of the day, I'm an X Men. We go and save people. That's what the fuck we do, and Dude. I can give a damn about your, these consequences. They're minute. I'm going to save you. Peace. Yeah. First of all, this. <laughs> Bye. Close the gates. Fuck y'all. This kind of like resurrected Cyclops to me. I was so happy like to have this like cool fucking moment for him. Yeah, it's, not Edward Phoenix rule the world. Cyclops. It's been a long road for Scott Summers, man. And for him to come back here and finally like have his core values back, you know, just like, yeah, I'm the leader. Uh, my, I'm not a fucking, I'm not a governor, governing body like you guys are. Uh, I am an X-Man through and through uh to my bones we save people that's all we do so yeah. i'm going over to save my mutant friends yeah we'll figure out how to get back yeah gene is like uh, oh no wait. kitty wants to go but they're like we're going through gates you can't go um like, oh. <laughs> she's <laughs> right um, that was really funny and they t- they convince kurt to stay because he's kind of the soul of this group he's like they're the the council the quiet council's conscience essentially so they're like look how fucked up this was <laughs> even with you here imagine if you're not here you know how bad would that be um but yeah he stays kitty stays and um yeah the cyclops gives his inspirational speech and they fuck off um and leaves d- uh a, a a vacant seat open yeah well gene does a vacant that's that's a uh, i said the same thing Vacant seat. Yeah, no, you Two did times. it. Vacant seat. And uh, yeah, that little text page uh, pops up and regarding the term the X-Men, like when they established Krakoa, yeah. that they kind of did away with it in a way. Yeah, they essentially abolished it. Yeah, where they're like... And it made a lot of sense. Yeah. For, for what their goal is anyway, with unifying everybody. X-Men was a stigma. Um, it It... it it was, and also sort of a prejudice because it's not, you know, because some people associate X Men with all mutants, which you know that's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And plus, X Men is more of a glorified turn; it's more prestigious, among, especially amongst the hero community. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to mutant or crack Cohen. so they just wanted to do away with it. They don't call themselves that, 
They are um, and they don't, and they're going to ignore it and not acknowledge it when others call them that. Yeah. But Cyclops didn't give a fuck. He grabbed his nuts and said, nigga, I'm an X-Man. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I liked it, yo. Yeah, uh, it was I, great. I was pretty excited. This is almost a BGI, but uh, Daredevil was just yeah, very good. I, I feel that. As it always is. Yeah. Um, oh, well. So, Apocalypse and and, and uh, Genesis are fighting. She doesn't have the uh, the uh, Annihilation mask anymore, so it's just them fighting each other. And um, she shatters the Scarab Blade, and I'm like, I, first I was like, oh, here we go, Apocalypse already. Yeah, lied. damn. <laughs> damn. Damn, Brody. And he's like, whatever, I will not yield. And he just dodges her next slash, takes her sword, and just cuts her. He's like, I'm not that soft, I swear. That's <laughs> Real quick, I actually like the way the panels are, are set up. You know, it actually looks... These are some pretty nice action panels here. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, right? Too bad there's only eight of them. <laughs> so Genesis is on the floor like, finish me. <laughs> and Apocalypse is like, please just... <laughs> finish me before the shame kills me. And he's like, shame? Before the embarrassment makes me want to just kill myself. <laughs> the embarrassment of getting got by you. <laughs> yo, what a bitch! <laughs> what a rude person, yo. For real, man. Jeez, we established this already. I won't harp on it. Yeah. You know, so Apocalypse is like shame, shame. The shame would be me warring for thousands of years to see you again, and this be the end of it. And then he turns to, uh, he turns to Saturday and says, "I don't want this." And Saturday's like, "Yeah, no, I don't care what you want." <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> just so mean to Apocalypse. She's like trying, like trying to outdo each other. <laughs> it's so funny. She's watching the whole time. She's like, mm, that was a nice line. I gotta, mm. <laughs> I gotta come back with something. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't uh, care. Kill your wife. Annihilation <laughs> starts calling to Genesis. And when you, uh, when you wear the helmet of Annihilation, you're just kind of in control by controlled by it as long as your will like genesis could resist it for so long because her willpower is like pretty strong but you know with she with her dying on the floor it's i guess it's a moment of weakness she took advantage of she puts on the annihilation mask and annihilation fully kind of takes over the body of um, Mm. of genesis and that's where x-men number 15 leaves off um and uh, that's when we start with uh, getting the issue up. Excalibur number fifteen. Excalibur. 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 Ah, oh, Soul Eater. I'm headed to California. <laughs> yeah, Apocalypse is in California right now. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know either. <laughs> this but, is not California. Uh, doesn't it look like he's in California? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. It looks like he's a Dorito chip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nacho one. We start off anyway. with the Starlight Citadel, where shit just immediately popped off. Like, there's no real transition from when Annihilation becomes who uh, becomes Annihilation, and the hordes of of Ameth just pull pull through and just start fucking everything up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just getting po- it's just like starting. Everybody's fighting in the background, and Apocalypse. Is just getting shit talked to by Gen- by annihilation, uh, and that but she gets like zapped by storm. Storm pulls through. He's like, "Hey, we have to get the fuck out of here." I don't know why you're just standing there, Apocalypse, being sad. But we gotta go. Um, 
And Apocalypse is like, I will not run from my wife. Uh, but Cypher is like, as they yoke him up, they're like, Nigga, let's go. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> you have your mind. I like this line from Cypher. <laughs> yeah. Cypher's like, are you nuts? Buddy, I would totally run from my wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of makes me wonder why you even got married. Yeah, right. Your apocalypse was he was so offended by that, by the fact that Cypher had anything to say to him. Yeah. It's just like when Cable questioned it. He's like, Don't judge me. Yeah, right. <laughs> apocalypse just calls Cypher a simp. He called him a simpering and he uh, dot dot dot. He was stopped. But probably simp, yeah, sure. He definitely called he definitely just called him a simp. I mean he is. We'll find out. I didn't know child you simpering. <laughs> So the rest Child, of the Iraqan, simp. the rest of the Iraqan arm, uh, main uh, Iraqan champions are just sitting by and watching all this happen. And uh, Pogarpog yeah. is back. He didn't completely lose his form. I'm pretty happy about that. He got his sword back. Yeah, he got He's his sword back. He's body. in his full big dumb alligator form. And um, yeah, they're just looking around and yo, fucking White Sword has had enough of this garbage. Mm. He's like, I came here for a fight. I didn't come here for a war. Um, this is dumb. I'm out. I'm taking my friends and I'm going home. Uh, yeah, he basically uh, Iska's like, "What's what's the matter? Are you scared? How many of your precious knights had to die before you stopped that blind old lunatic?" He's like, "Yo, don't be talking about my man Gorgon, okay?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> I smack the shit out of you. <laughs> I know that's what he said. They didn't write that there. But he said that. Yeah. Real quick. First of all. <laughs> Before I become White Sword the Unbeaten. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Well, I snatch your whole world from you. Poggy uh, Poggy's yeah. getting lazy. He literally just rhymes stupid with stupid like four times. Because like, he's mad. Because he feels the same way Chris and I does. Where yeah, like, but... What the fuck is going on? What just yeah, happened? But, but he, could, he could like get a little creative with his wordplay, you know? Nah. Be like, Bro, imagine off, being in a fist. war. Listen, I mean, all right. Imagine like being a in a one-on-one fight fist. with somebody, right? Uh, listen, just imagine being on a one-on-one fight with somebody, and then thousands of homeboys pull up and start getting it popping. Well, they're not fighting against. What the are you gonna say? They're You're probably not gonna not say anything. Stupid, stupid, stupid. No, they, they're not fighting well, the against the Emmets. With him, so it's lit. They're not fighting against the Emmets. The Emmets are there on their side, basically. They're just, uh, it's only the white sword know, who's like, this is dumb. I'm out of here. And I'm like, cool, he won't die in this event. I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, and, um, you know, every everything's like falling apart. Uh, Saturnine just goes back into the Starlight Citadel uh, with this guy, with Shogo following her. And he takes out the, shard, she takes out the shards of Captain Britain and starts assembling them again. Uh, you could jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Just chill too. She's she's got no like sense of urgency. She's just down there like, oh, here we go. One piece. How she's laying on the <laughs> two piece. She's lounging on the ground. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the mutants are out meanwhile. there fighting for their lives, and uh, Captain Avalon starts like yelling at Apocalypse. He's like, "Yo, how could you not think that this could go terribly wrong?" And Apocalypse, defensive as ever, is just like, "I've thought about this for one thousand years." Don't tell me anything. And that's when Bay the Blood Moon comes in, tackles fucking Avalon to the ground because she came by to to save Cipher, essentially. 
Uh, she uses her doom note blowing away everyone. She just bounces with uh, Doug friend. Meanwhile, um, we come back to Saturday just chilling still, having a glass of wine, making this uh, thing, uh, putting the pieces together. And, um, you know, it's not looking great for the mutants. They're getting surrounded on all sides. But that's when Jubilee Paul pulls up with the... Uh, with the uh, what are they called? The sentries or something? The arrow ladies. Yeah, the arrow ladies. The priestesses of uh, the sa- the green priestesses, I guess. The ones that don't really fucks with Saturnine herself. Um, they pull up and they start helping out the X-Men. Uh, but they're not for long. She's just like, yeah, I know, like, you know, this, this is shitty, but we kind of got to go. Our, our duty is to the Starlight Citadel. Um, although we mm. don't follow Saturnine, our job is to protect the Citadel. So we got to bounce. Uh Sorry, Jubilee. <laughs> and, yeah, right. Sorry, Jubilee. Sorry, Jubilee's so at least, like, at least we brought you here, though, right? And, and Jubilee's like, man, I guess okay, but you know, if I die here, please take care of my dragon son. And they're like, okay. He already knows that, so yeah, you know, do do the thing. Stay here in this magical land with him. Meanwhile, Doug Friend finally gets uh, put down by Bay the Blood Moon, and uh, he basically pleads with her, like, "Yo, we got to go back and help my friends, and you can come with me and live with me on Krakoa." Uh, you know, it'll be cool. Our friends will accept you. And, um, yeah, she shows up and she's like, yeah, okay. She runs back with Cypher and finally the army is just surrounding them. Just like, all right, it's over guys. You guys lost. There's no way you're going to, you're going to win. Um, and just when hope seems like most, most lost. That's when I, I'm a little confused about how this works, but that's because I'm also not com- very familiar with the Captain Britain mythos. Um, Saturnine finally mm. puts all the pieces together, and uh, the pieces all create this like weird um, chapel glass image of um, Betsy Braddock as Captain Britain, and she's tight because this means like yeah, for real, for real, she's she's the Captain Britain. You got to get over yourself. Uh, (laughs) But this also manages to resurrect the entire Captain Britain Corps. uh, And that's where this issue ends. I guess that's really cool. I mean... If you was a Captain Britain Corps fan, whoa. (laughs) I mean, I understand their significance. I guess now, like, the X-Men have made me appreciate their significance, like, in the grand scheme of things, that they're, like... The Green Lantern Corps for the multiverse. Sure. You know? Um but, and they're all British. Yeah, and they're all every single one of them is British. Um <laughs> But yeah, that was uh, Excalibur and uh which leads us to the finale of Ten of Swords. Ten of Swords Destruction. This is part twenty two of twenty two. Uh and we pick up where we left off. The Captain Britain Corps is resurrected. And they all come down and help the X-Men. Uh, you know, now they have a fighting chance. Everybody's, they've got a bigger army of stronger folks. But um, that but uh, Annihilation summons more summoners to summon more things. <laughs> summon more Ant-Man demons uh, to help out. Uh, uh, and uh, while this is all happening, Cable is like, brought out in a stretcher and i'm like didn't just your le- your arm get broken why yeah right you should be right just right like, now. oh no my arm because he's a boy <laughs> he's just a boy 
He's just a wolf. Yeah, as he's being stretchered over to where Saturnine is, um, he gets a call from his dad. He's like, yo, I'm on my way, son. Don't worry. And uh, Cyclops can also reach uh, magic and basically tells her, just like, so I guess things are getting pretty shitty. and uh, We're going to need you to open a portal to help us get through. And uh, magic does that. She j- seems to use all of her energy <laughs> to open up a portal, which brings in the fucking sword station from yeah. the sky and along with that so many mutants from Krakoa um yeah uh, this art is fucking nuts by yeah. the way yeah i mean i wanted to save this little thing to the end but this is one of the most beautiful comic books i've ever read uh just from an artistic standpoint um, yeah i believe this is like pepe laraz who drew this uh i'm so, i'm so this happy. one this book right the exitoys destruction yeah, yeah he it's did it's amazing yeah it's pepe laraz but there's also like color artists uh, Marte, Marte Garcia, uh, Clayton no- Clayton Cowles' letters, design is Tom Mueller. They're fucking killing it on this book, first and foremost. Um, this is like Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Endgame, but X-Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yo, Gwenpool pulled up. Yeah, Gwenpool's there. <laughs> um, um, you got big, cool action pages everywhere. Pogger Pog is getting, like, is, is fighting... Um, you know, Domino and Gwenpool, I see there, and a bunch of other people. Cyclops and ta- is taking down some stuff with Wolverine and Magic. It's it's all cool for a while. And then uh, we cut over to uh, Apocalypse, where he's fighting Gen- um, He's fighting Annihilation. <laughs> and man, th- <laughs> these panels in particular are pretty intense in terms of like facial emotion, where Apocalypse is just like literally yelling like, Surrendering and losing is not the same thing. I can heal the breach. I can make all, all of us whole. I can make us whole. And Annihilate and um, Genesis underneath the mask is saying, You don't understand. I'm so tired of this fight. I am. I am. Annihilation. And Annihilation fully takes over even more. Calls more <laughs> summoners. Yeah. It calls more summoners. They summon more big monsters. Um, and Cable's just oh, it's like looking really bad. Yeah, Cable's just like, damn, we lost. <laughs> and this is like cool. <laughs> I really liked how this went out. This Saturn is like, what card were you dealt, boy? And Cable's like, the fool. Yeah, he said, and she <laughs> says, yes, a fool with a sword, and only a fool will think that is what he is actually holding. And that's when it all comes together, and uh, in Cable's head, is like, oh fuck. And he calls calls Cyclops and he's like, yo, dad, come pick me up. We got to go. And uh, they go into the sword station, into that familiar ball that we've seen before. They use the sword, uh, the light of Galador to open it. And that fucking portal full of that human monster virus stuff just comes out and starts fucking everything up. Only the bad guys, though, because I guess. Well, I guess, yeah. (laughs) I guess. I guess the X-Men kind of just started playing defense and backed away. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One of them starts talking just like, we have suffered in a dead realm for far too long, picked its bones, examined it fully. We now seek a Examined it fully. (laughs) Yeah. We now (laughs) seek a heartier meal. And and, and Annihilation is like, oh, yeah, you you want a heartier meal? Come, Come get me, boy. Um, and while she's distracting Apocalypse just body slams her to the ground pulls off the Annihilation mask and 
just puts it on himself, it looks like. Oh, no, no. It puts itself onto Apocalypse. And now Apocalypse has the Annihilation Mask. Uh, mm. Yeah, and while the battles continue on, on onward, um, Apocalypse is essentially in a battle of wills with the Annihilation Mask. And um, we see that there's this little moment where uh, Iska turns, so I guess she switches sides because she cannot be beaten. Uh, <laughs> and I'm confused. Who, thoroughly established. Who's she holding? Pyro? No. Uh, yeah. Why is she holding? Uh, I guess she just defeated. Because she's picking him up from being. Oh, yeah. from being defeated, and then she's like, I, yeah. yeah, she's like move, nigga. Yeah, yeah the, and uh, pestilence and and um, famine are like, Iska the unbeaten. She's turned. We cannot win. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess turncoat <laughs> as a power is pretty cool. Um, so essentially, um, Apocalypse surrenders as Annihilation. And because he surrenders, the entire Ameth army surrenders. Because he who rules the helmet rules the army. So now that it's a full Maybe surrender. the ruler of Ameth. Yeah. And now that, now, that, uh, now that it's all set, uh, Saturnine could come out and kind of referee the situation where she comes mm. out on Shogo and she's like are you sure you surrender? And he's like yay. And he's like alright cool let's find out uh, let's uh, settle all the accounts. Um, so basically she pulls the mask off of Apocalypse and transforms it into this cool like spear thing uh, and she says Otherworld stands triumphant uh, Krakoa survives. Arako, vassal of Amenth, yields. Um, I, but I'm not cool with it. <laughs> I'm not cool with y'all existing. So I'm going to have to require one mutant from each side to leave their home and live on the other side. So um, Apocalypse... It's real dramatic. Yeah. But... So yeah, of course, it's going to be Bay Bla- the Blood Moon, right? No, Apocalypse stays behind um, and to go to, um, I guess, Amenth with genesis and the kids and his kids and to switch over to krakoa side is the mutant island of arako what the smart loop so they have two islands it's all one island yeah um which was kind of the purpose of this whole thing for apocalypse is to reunite the island into one so and it's not just arako uh, itself like the island itself it's everyone i think Every mutant the who's 600 who prisoners there, there yeah. which are mutants. I think that's all the other mutants, too, that live there. Like, not just the yeah. prisoners. Like, Solemn gets to transfer over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bay the Blood Moon gets to move over. Um, yep. So, pretty... And Saturday is like, oh, pretty sneaky apocalypse. Even I didn't see that Me coming. Too. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she's like, all right, cool. The islands are united. Apocalypse, apocalypse fuck off. And uh, Apo- um, Cyclops goes over to Apocalypse. Is like, hey, do you want me to say anything to Xavier now that you're just bouncing? <laughs> and he's like, right. and he's like, yes, I'll see you in another event probably. <laughs> and, By the way, I just want to say that Apocalypse Annihilation form looked pr- pretty dope. It was cool. It was pretty cool. Um, boy, did his face look crusty though. <laughs> Yeah, um, we learned through a couple of these uh, 
little paragraphs where I guess we learn of uh, the fates of all these swords. Um, yeah, some of them get to the crooked mark. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. It even <laughs> Damn gave him. It, it, it even his long lips were imprinted. Imprinted on. The yeah. Lips, if you yeah. really look close, there's nothing Annihilation could do about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially, you know, you swords get scattered. Um, they show the exact locations of where everybody ended up. Um, and we also learned that Betsy Braddock from our universe did not resurrect along with the uh, Captain Britain Corps. She was left unaccounted, uh, unaccounted for herself. So, Damn. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that attached to her. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but for the Betsy Braddock friends, oh, man. It's, it's Can interesting. Can the, 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 the drop? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I Wait, which one? Do the Mario one. Oh. Did, oh, is that only for confirmed death? <laughs> yeah, that is only for <laughs> confirmed deaths, Josh. But she's confirmed dead. She's confirmed not accounted for. Oh, okay. I messed they didn't up. say dead. Okay, okay, so we get this little uh, epilogue where basically it's closing all these little threads. Um, and the fish assistant lady that follows Saturnine around everywhere is like, yeah, look, I know you know everything and you see everything, but also, did you really know what was about to go down here? And she's like, yeah, but there were some things I couldn't see coming, but there was some stuff for sure I knew, you know. I know that husband and wife would be hit, pitted against each other, a mother of a child to be would be tried and reunited at all costs. Um the tenth sword would rain from the heavens and uh only to wait, the tenth so the tenth sword, which is the sword uh the sword station. fucking station itself would descend from heaven only to return at the dawn of a new age. Uh, the Ninth Sword will be returned back to Wakanda, which is Storm Sword. I guess everything's cool there. <laughs> like, she just got back. Kinda, not really. Maybe maybe we'll get more, uh, a deeper look into what, what that means for Storm down the road. And um, she also saw that, like, the Mutant Council will f- see its first cracks. Um, the first two cracks in that firmament, which I guess would be Gene and Apocalypse. Uh, because neither of them have a seat on the council anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I she mentioned something about Avalon. I'm not sure how much we're supposed to glean from that. Um. Oh, Avalon being you the soul. Solemn, solemn being sneaky in the background, right? Is that yeah. Him? Is that him? I'm not sure. So. Yeah, there's someone sneaky in the background, but um, I don't think it's Solemn because he would be just teleported with the Rocco to Earth. So he wouldn't need to do all this shit. Um, but they do mention that Avalon is kind of the sole ingress and egress to Earth. So I guess the external gate is no more, really. Um, yeah. But they do have the one gate in Avalon. Yeah, the Avalon one. Um, they worked really hard for her, I guess. I remember that. Yeah. The um, big deal. And they had the lighthouse and all of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she mentioned that, like, when... when she got rid of all the virus people from the sword station by throwing them into the blight spoke along with the summoners, uh, which is crazy because the like summoners, the, sum- yeah. the summoners are going to tame or to tame the things that refuse to die there while the Vescora, the, the virus people from the sword station 
are going to mine untold riches hidden in the center <laughs> in the strata of dead universes. Oh, that's really that's really eerie. Um, yeah. The bartering of which, oh, and from those little mining things, uh, it will dominate the wild plans of the bent mind of he who runs the crooked market. And death is still pissed off from being murdered and eaten alive, I guess. Sebelet with the fake vampires. Yeah. So, you know, and the fish lady is like, oh, also, you got the fucking Captain Britain courts back. I bet you're real happy about that. And she's like, yay. Yeah. And she's like, you won. Congratulations, my lady. You really came out on top of this. And um, the narration, though, says another story. Is that, yeah, the white light, both fair and foul kingdom, and of both fair and foul kingdoms, and the eternal seat of the starlight citadel, who in her dominion had won everything she had ever needed, but not the thing she truly wanted, which is Brian Braddock, uh, you know, being with her. Um, and she is just alone. So, emotionally, she is the loser in this competition because she doesn't get Brian back. And I was guess that that's why she was... Goal? Was that one of her goals? Like... Well, she, I guess she was hoping that, like, with this, with Betsy gone, like, Brian would have no choice to come back. That, like, the stars, the the, the shit that she was putting t- together would say would show Brian instead of Betsy. But it showed Betsy because she had earned the title of Captain Britain from Brian. Mm-hmm. So... That's why she's most disappointed. I guess that I guess that's what I'm thinking of, and um, that's basically X of Sword, Ten of Swords, you guys. Uh, all right. This was a, this was a roller coaster <laughs> emotionally for me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what I um, expected, we I guess like this was just a game of expectations, and it wasn't what we were expecting. But I don't know. I feel like the end was cool, and when I think cool. about it, it's just you know. I should have seen it coming, I guess. It should. I like the writing in X-Men, like the first mm-hmm. issue. And then, you know, I felt like, well, you want to finish your thoughts? But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we just wanted, I guess what we did, we didn't get really what we wanted, which was like this cool concept of a battle story. But I can't bring myself to say it's bad. I was re- excited reading the X of Swords Destruction. I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, it was pretty lit, the, you know. The, the huge battles and stuff and not knowing what was mm-hmm. going to become of what, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, there's more implications to what that means for the future of this run. It's not like this is the last story. And and that's what kind of saves it is that, like, this isn't the final story of Jonathan Hickman's run. In fact, this is probably just the beginning because he seems to have really long plans for what this is. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I'm trying not to judge it based on what I wanted it to be and see how it is and how it is. It's, it's got a really good beginning, an, an okay middle and it ends pretty strong. Um, I can't really, I, and you know, I'd rather, I guess I'd rather have that than it be consistently like not great or just have that middle part be great and the beginning and end suck. Cause at the end of the day, the fighting is just kind of like secondary to, the needs of the series overall or this run overall. Um, so I don't know. It's not over yet. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. There's still a little, there's still, you know, other threads that need to be, uh, tied. Yeah. Or, you know, seen through. 
Yeah. What did you think, Josh? It was, it was more pretty much. I, I feel exactly the same as you, but I'll just say again how I was I was so wrong about uh, a lot of the things I thought was going to happen in this event. And once I came to a realization that this again, it's not a manga. It's a <laughs> It's an American comic and, you know, where this is going to excel and really excite me and, and be good is in the details and in the writing and the, and the dynamic between characters mm-hmm. and implications for the future. That's always something to keep you because, you know, that's why you keep reading comics because you want to see, oh, what's next. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more to come. I think that was the last step, the last issue in this in the event. But like you said, it's not totally finished. So, yeah, it we'll really see. is. That I would be disappointed. It was fun. It, was it, it, it was fun and got the ball rolling in a lot of ways. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot to think about. Um, when Apocalypse would be back? Um, what the yeah, man, I can't believe he's just gone now. Yeah, Apocalypse is off the board. Like one of the biggest X Men villains, or say even characters, is just gone. Is just going to be gone for probably more than a year. I mean, we're not going to see him for a while. Um. It's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what. I couldn't tell you what next event is going to happen in any capacity, but. Eh. Mind if uh, I could uh, get some two cents in? Sure, Brian. So I just thought about this. Well, first off, let me talk about how I felt about the series. I think it was. I think the first half, the first part was pretty fucking cool with everybody getting their swords and shit. That shit was cool. Yeah. Um, when the actual challenges started, I was like, all right, this is pretty fucking corny. Like, <laughs> like uh, this is very disappointing. And I know, like, like everybody, all of us were disappointed because we were expecting it to be more manga-like. Uh, I know I was. I'm not really that big of a fan of American comics myself. But um, I also did like how this ended. Um, but I know... I know this isn't like a, a manga thing or anything, but I what I took out of this was, wow, this kind of felt like My Hero Academia in some aspects. And it kind of made me realize, because My Hero Academia is very heavily inspired by American comics, right? Yeah. So that makes me wonder, wait, so is My Hero Academia's pacing an influence of American comics? Because when reading this, I, I was like, Man, they really aren't like taking their time. Like they they aren't like yeah. you know things out. They aren't. And I remember us having this same conversation with My Hero Academia. I'm like, wait a second. Like it's like this explosive yeah, um, yeah. storytelling, right? Yeah, because wow. we were expecting a manga, right? But we got an American comic. And then with My Hero Academia, we're expecting a manga, but it's more like an American comic. Yeah, in certain aspects, because they still do the you know they still do the traditional you know, shonen archetypes well, you know, especially with the combat and the development that you don't see on, on such a detailed level with most American comics, mm-hmm. especially this X-Men event. But it did, it had those vibes in the beginning. We had a lot of character-focused stories mm-hmm. that gave them a lot of attention and also rewarded readers for if they was already reading this series. Some of them, some yeah. of them. But, you know, for sure ones like uh, Caliber and, uh, and Cable and I guess Wolverine mm-hmm. and X Force to an extent, right? Um, but that was a cool that was a that's a cool way to look at it. Yeah, I yeah. When my hair academia, sometimes they 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 will kind of let things 
run by really fast and mm-hmm. and, and, exp- and let the plot ride through through their dialogue. I guess right. the same way they do in these X Men events. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I really want to. I'd like to read My Hero Academia again from like the beginning. Like if they like, like I'm waiting for them to take that break at some point. Like you know that that it doesn't even have to be a time skip. It could be like oh, something <laughs> big happened. Off. Maybe it's maybe it's just a few months that yeah. went by, but he's taking like a month off, right? <laughs> oh, you know, it's like that. Some shit like that. So. I yeah, I'd love to go back and just read it straight through and and, and feel the vibe because it's so different. And yeah, we we got into My Hero Academia dumb early. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, My Hero Academia is like a it, like now that I read this, like I think this is the first like thing that I've read like from like beginning to end. I think is did X of Swords start with the whole like getting swords? thing yeah. or was yeah that, that was it i mean you know obviously you have to you, these type of you know these type of stories always reward readers who you know in, enjoy it have enjoyed these characters for a long time prior even prior to like you know these like the, their own authors runs so it's kind of built in it's kind of baked in in, in, in a sense mm-hmm. yeah so like the main uh, takeaway like I got from this was like it kind of made me like appreciate American writing a little bit more just just because like the middle the middle part was a little off putting for me but like the way that they wrapped everything up was pretty interesting and it also made me kind of like realize that My Hero Academia is more of a Japanese American fusion than anything else mm-hmm. like it has influence from from japanese of course there's going to be a lot of tropes that they follow with that but they also added their own mix of american of american writing which is interesting yeah like this really did open my eyes to to other series and stuff like that for sure um yeah word up yeah i mean i guess like at the end of the day i guess i would uh, recommend ten of swords as much as i would like the rest of this run um it just (laughs) at this point it's just like you're in or you're out with the X-Men books, it's going to it's gonna be tough to, like, catch up to everything. Marvel has actually been kind of smart about how they put these out. Um, it, when they put them out in trades, they put them out, like, together, like, in reading order, how they're supposed to be read. Yeah. And that's really smart of them. I I, I hope they continue that trend. But, yeah. Because um, it, it feels like it's all telling the, like, the story. Yeah. They, Even if things are, you know what I'm saying? Even if it ends up being more of, like, a scheduled thing, at least they're letting you know, no, these things happen in this order. Even if this is still a little bit far behind, mm-hmm. there's implications in this one. Yeah. It's just cool. Yeah, you, like it. you like the direction, the unification. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you read Powers of X and, and Dawn of, and, and, and House of X, and then you, you know, you, you, you read those, and then you get into Dawn of X and the first kind of the, the first handful of X Men issues. And that's what hooks you. Mm-hmm. So uh, an event like X of Swords was really dope because it showcased a lot of characters and stuff. But sure. man, it, they got the ball rolling early on, and we're still kind of waiting for a lot of big shit to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we move on to a new dawn. Yes. In the X Men run, uh, as we are now going to. Oh wait! By the way, I wanted to give uh, Ten of Swords Destruction my certified very good issue of the week. Certified VGI. certified VGI. It was just such a pretty book, too. I think mostly on the art standpoint, I was like, I can't stop looking at this book. It's gorgeous. 
Um, yeah, it's dope. Uh, we see another one end before us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Does this feel like West Coast Avengers? Wait, we, let's randomize. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide Squad, number 11. Uh, the final issue. I don't know if it was canceled or this is just a natural conclusion. I feel like it was. I feel like it was too. Um, I think they had this in mind, and maybe like if it was worth it, they would have kept going, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. In any case, this is uh, Suicide Squad number eleven. Um, last we left off, the Suicide Squad were about to get bombed by um, the superpowered girl who was being used as a bomb herself against one of the new revolutionary members of the Suicide Squad's uh, country. Mm. Um. And we start off in a, in a morgue in Louisiana where Jog wakes up, their speedster, who was killed earlier on in this run. And it turns out he is a, an offspring of the Black Rider. Uh, and it's kind of funny. Like, this starts off like kind of like an origin story where the Black Rider is like, I am death. I am the Black Rider. And I loved your mother very much. You have <laughs> died as a man. You are ready to be more. And he's like, for real? And uh, he's like, now, son, come with me. Together we shall. Nope. <laughs> he just basically refuses death. He's like, nah, I'm just going to go do stuff. See you later. Oh, we'll call after I get done saving my friends. And Black the Black Rider is surprisingly cool. <laughs> he's just like. Oh, Black I guess that is his son, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, we will chat. Yeah. So he uh, Jog fucks off. And while Zebra Man is trying to hold, contain this blast in, uh, that's when Jog shows up and picks Zebra Man up and, f- and like, s- sails him away with, uh, runs away with him with Lucy in hand in the force field. And uh, he basically says, Zebra Man, let her go. Drop the force field and then I, I'll outrun the blast, which is what he does. He basically outruns the blast. He drops Zebra Man off. He's like, hey, should I go get her from the middle of the ocean? They're like, yeah. So he goes and gets her back. Yeah, he doesn't know if she's like, is it safe? Is she the bad guy? Kind no. of um, and now they're all deciding what to do with the black mask. And they're like, so who's going to kill him first? And uh, the strong lady's like, no, Quinn, we shouldn't do it that way. We should coordinate it so we all get to kill him at the same time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Um. But that's when an arrow shoots at their feet. And who's there but the green arrow? Oh, yeah. Arrow man. I'll tell you this. this arrow is... person. Bow and arrow stronger than Superman. Well, if it's t- a kryptonite arrow. I'll tell you this. They don't really respect green arrow immediately after where they're just like, drop your weapons. And uh, Harley Quinn just shoots the black mask in his kneecap. And... um. Hmm. And the other, and the strong lady shoots his other leg as he's, <laughs> yeah, he, he basically runs up and is like, I said fucking drop your weapon, man. We need him alive to talk and answer for his crimes. And then uh, when they shoot him in the other leg, the, the strong lady is like, he doesn't need his legs to talk. So, yeah, Batman's like, just put your goddamn weapons down. <laughs> and uh, they're basically like, all right, you're all under arrest basically not just black mask <laughs> and um batman 
Ari just goes up to him and is like, yeah, my mom, who is the president of this country, probably won't be cool with that. And Batman is like, I'll talk to the I'll talk to your president, mom. And uh, the president mom basically tells him to fuck off. Um, and he's like, all right, but we could take black mask, though, right? And she's like, yeah, you could take black mask. So, you know, they fly away. Uh, and the Suicide Squad parties, essentially. But Harley Quinn is saying that, like, yeah, I got to get out of here, you know? Uh, it's not about the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just tight. Yeah, so Harley Quinn leaves the group. She is, like, you know, she's got some, some stuff to handle. And uh, she goes to visit Deadshot's daughter. And he's basically, like, she delivers the news. Um. She's like, yeah, your dad's dead. And she has, my dad wasn't a good person either. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, he wasn't. But, you know, at the very end, he really made up for it. Uh, You know, he tried to be a good person at the end of it all. And she's like, I guess you got to go now. And Harley Quinn's like, no, I'm a, I'm a psychologist. I'm going to stay with you and provide you counsel. You know, because Harley Quinn's nice now. Um, yeah. Two she days- got an apartment and she almost died in. Two days later, the uh, members of the uh, revolutionary superhero group kidnap a bunch of rich people who have, in one point or another, funded or siphoned tax money to pay for the Suicide Squad. Uh, They just had, like, some kind of involvement in the Suicide Squad in general. And uh, they gather them, they tie them up, and they gather them around and be like, all right, well, here's the deal. I know, we know that you guys were basically having people killed and using people as slaves to get people killed. So, you know, it was really close, but we're not going to kill you. But, you know, we own your Mm. shit now because we have the proof of all your exploits and we will expose you for the fucking terrible people that you are, you know. For your crimes against humanity. Yeah, and there will never be another suicide squad. And, you know, they walk away triumphant, like, yeah, no more Suicide Squad uh, as the issue ends. Um, fun little issue. I mean, I, th- the reason I, like, even talk about the Suicide Squad books in this is because I really like... Because of that guy. Yeah, because of that guy, Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Um, he wrote Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. He can't s- seem to get, like, a long-running run of anything. <laughs> Uh, Maybe he just likes to make these stories. I appreciate quick. that, but he—I I mean, he got one hell of a message across in this story. Yeah. But um, uh, of course, I'm gonna let you share your thoughts first. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I—I'm like, it's it. The people of quality really know that, like, they don't always have to do long stories, and it's kind of sad because I'm like, I could read this Suicide Squad run for a while. You know? Yeah. Right. This could be fun. It's not. Uh, it's not too up its ass. Yeah. I'll say this. Check out his Injustice run. Like his his books, his Injustice books are really fucking good. Um, very big fan. But uh, yeah, just wanted to give a small shout out to a lesser known book. Um, you uh, you got anything to say before we go, Josh? Yeah, like um, I'm just gonna say the same thing I said before. Where uh, I respect the hell out of this book. Uh, I like the message it was clearly trying to push, uh, which is the real crime. It's white collar yeah. and what these what these few people do to you know the larger mass of people mm-hmm. you know and, and and in these places where we don't hear you know news about what's going on and that's real you know there there's there may not be any 
superpower people to help them, but it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, but aside from me getting political or anything, <laughs> um, I really like how they checked superheroes a lot as they went. I mean, Batman got checked twice, but they've had conversations with you know with, with a handful of heroes and even uh, you know villains and uh, other members of uh of the suicide squad and you know the message was clear like they're not there to bullshit to fuck around man they 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 cared about the, the people they wanted to protect and they was going to like get it done by any means necessary and that's what a hero was to them Hell yeah and yeah i wish i could see more of it too i wish i was a little bit more hype on the series um i think i don't know I don't know why I wasn't. It just was. I mean, it was, it was just one of them. Like, this is good, you know. Like, I was. I didn't warm up all the way to the characters themselves yet. Mm-hmm. I just. It was just cool because I know what they stand for, man. They're, mm-hmm. they're a diverse group of guys that are tackling issues that we need to discuss now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Taylor did it again. Come out with a part two or something. Didn't yeah, they do that with uh, the light girl from DC? Not yeah, They didn't do... Uh, didn't she have a part two? They didn't do Naomi 2 yet. Oh, but it is coming. There is yeah, one to be It Naomi is coming. Um, yeah. Come on. Show Tom Taylor fucking bone. Let's go. And let these cowboys win tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Thank you. Uh, well, this is... Uh, that was Suicide Squad, and that was our show. Nice little short one for you guys today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37 at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City uh, at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, email us at New Jump City at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Um, give us a five star review on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on it. Um, I finally fixed our search thumbnail. It was always like our very old one, the one we had for the first couple of weeks of the show. So it's not weird anymore. Um, And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, share the videos. Uh, If you like the show, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have a fucking great Thanksgiving and uh, stay safe. Peace out, guys. Happy food coma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be lit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>